Hello, welcome to Mark Langley's Horsemanship Podcast, a podcast helping people to understand their horses better, to provide solutions in a calm, connected way. I'm Jenny Barnes. And I'm Mark Langley. Mark, the first question is from Jeresy. He says, hey Mark, before deciding to mount my horse, what fundamental groundwork would I have to make sure I've done? And which video would you recommend for mounting? We can come back to the videos, but fundamental groundwork before mounting. Oh, there's so much. <laughs> you know, I could go through just about every everything you'd sort of do. Um, but when it comes to the mounting part of it, you know, you want to know, like it depends on the calibre of the horse and how nervous it is. But, you know, for instance, if it's a sort of a, an, an itchy skin nervous horse, it's really sensitive. You want to know that you've done plenty of moving the horse close around you while and you can handle it everywhere over its back everything while it's moving softly as in it and it's not deflecting away from your energies and things like that because it's worried about where you're standing and things like that like most definitely I'd, I'd, I'd make sure that a lot of that's done you know you can rub on their hip while they're walking and they're not not sort of doing a hindquarter you just because you're touching them on the hip and they have to move things like that you want to be looking at um, you want to know you've been above your horse in other safe situations, like you know, some things I would do is like get a horse to lead up to a rail, things like that, lead up to a rail so you can handle it all over. The biggest thing I say to everyone is it's not what the horse is doing standing still that you're worried about, it's what it's doing when it's moving that you want to really think about. So uh, if the horse is moving, it's movement that tells the truth. So you don't have to, if you don't have a degree in all the body language and signals that a horse has when it's going to sort of either buck bolt you know anything like that then just get it to move and you'll find if it can't move softly and freely with a soft eye then there's some sort of brace or anxiety in it so um, so all the leading by exercises things like that walking with your horse you know even to a stage that you can sort of you know get your horse going by and even just you know, bump it on the back a little bit or bump it, bump it just like a stimulant, like a leg stimulant and, it, and you, can, you can trot and you can just jog with it. You know, just things like that on both sides really help it. And then when it comes to the mounting, like get on a big drum, a mounting block, anything like that, just get the horse to walk around you. If it's a bit nervous, it's going to deflect to the outside a little bit, but you can always have a longer line and just let it slowly spiral in until it goes, oh, I can just walk around you. Um, and you know, so if you, if you find that there's a threshold where it really sort of gets tight, say for instance you had it on three metres away from you leading around for you and it came in and got a little tight at about two metres, well when it gets tight at two metres you just let the rope off a little and let it find its own comfortable spot and then you bring it back to that two metres again and then let it find its comfortable spot and then eventually what will happen it will find one and a half metres and not be tight and then one metre and then soon enough it's walking around you or you're on your drum or mounting block and quite calm, both eyes, very important. Uh, I'd get good soft steering, good soft backing on the ground, things like that. Uh, and then I'd just get the horse to walk around me while my foot's in the stirrup, I'd, I'd bounce up around it, things like that. And um, so, so the horse can stand softly and move softly around you. If you put your foot in the stirrup, ask it to move. It moves forward because you've asked it to move, not because your foot's in the stirrup and it's fried and it's got to step away that's what you look at and then you just work on stepping up and mounting um, but <clears throat> make sure you've seen your horse definitely walk trot and canter uh, in a girth and a saddle that you've seen it sort of go through those paces 
before you get on it as well, that's important. Um, so, because some horses, once they get in a can, just the feeling the sale of the can makes them hump and bump a bit. Um, and yeah, just all that, all that sort of stuff, move, movement and, and um, soft connection with you while they're doing it. And there's no kind of evasive, sort of hard-eyed movements, bracy movements, things like that. Um, but, but you know, you, you, you'll see a lot on the subscription of, of, you know, all sorts of videos of, you know, getting braced horses to move and mounting block videos, stuff like that. But I think there'll be a link on there, you know. Yes, so I'll put a, a link on the membership group page. Um, but just so that if you get to this first, there's a whole section on young horse starting. So that will cover videos on, um, there's one particular horse called Fern. So you'll see what her first rides. Um, just do a search on first rides. Do a search on mounting, because there's a whole load of mounting videos. Helping horses at the mounting block. Um, and also like connecting and mounting. So there'll be, there's a lot, those, those two sections, mounting and the first rides, um, and, or actually horse starting. Uh, just <laughs> go through those, You'll, you should find a lot of information to help you. Yeah. Okay, the next question is from Sue. Sue was at a six-day clinic with us last year, really recently. Um, she had a big grey whaler. She's made some steady progress, slow steps but some positive changes. She's just not sure how to help her relax more quickly under saddle. She does do some groundwork with her in the arena and then ride, and they've worked a lot on following the rain. This is improving well. However, when she starts to ride her, her breathing becomes shallow and she does hold herself quite tensely. So it feels like they're riding through a treacle. She goes so slow. It's the speed I'm concerned. It's not the speed I'm concerned with, sorry, but the way she holds herself back. I would like to help her relax more easily and quickly. Do you have anything to suggest? Yeah, I'm going to... Uh, so I'm going to suggest... I guess kind of stuff that, because I, I know her and, and, and so, such a close clinic in the sense of, and I think there might be in a video of her on the subscription. I know there's one I watched, I can't just remember if I put it on, but um, but basically, as with her personality, she, and, is, and the most important thing I say this to everybody is when you pick up a rein and do anything is, is for the horse to let go of something. So, you know, before it takes on that idea of you saying, oh, I'd like you to turn left, or I'd like you to back up, or I'd like you to, you know, we'll do whatever, is when you've picked up the rein, the horse has let go of something. And in her case, it's letting go of that anxiety, that, that worry, that, you know, whatever she's hanging on to. So that's why the rein work's very important that you've been doing. And, and you know, how would I help her? I'd sit on her and I'd, if I felt her tight and, and, and really walking very slowly but nervous, um, I would allow her to walk that slow. I wouldn't ask her to go any faster so I wouldn't have legs behind her. I wouldn't be walking her up and saying, you can go a bit faster. Um, I, I might just um, just pick up a rein. and Because you know, usually when a horse is walking slow, let go of the reins a little and see where it wants to go. Sometimes they're walking slow because they want to be over there and they're really frightened of going out there on their own, so they walk really slow. So, so if you let go of the reins and just 
let her go, she might just kind of go, well, I'll just turn around here and go back into my hole or go back to my other friends or whatever, whatever it is. Um, and then when she's made that decision to turn back over there and walk a little bit, well, she's ticked her bucket list, she's relaxed a little because she's gone towards her friends or her last place of comfort. And then right about there, you might say, now I'm going to pick up a rein and I want you to let go of that thought that's going towards those horses. And when she lets go of that and turns, you say, thanks for that. And you ask her to go again and she might go, well, I don't really want to go that way, but I'll turn back over here. Um, and then you can say, well, can you let go of that? So sometimes you might have to just leave her and let her sort of wriggle around to where she wants to go and she'll tell you exactly where she doesn't and does want to go. So, so then you'll find there'll be faster directions and there'll be those real slow directions and those real slow directions might be the directions that you might think you want to go but she doesn't want to go. So basically, if she doesn't want to go that way, well, you can't make her go that way. You have to tell her to let go this way and then she can try that way a little bit more seriously. Uh, when she lets go that way, she'll, she'll go this way and she might still be wary about it, but you've got to loose on the reins and let her search herself. Let her go from left to right, you know, things like that. So if she turns back a little, you can turn her and let her figure it out until she, she finds a straight line and thinks more positive in that direction. And I know she will let go of things. Because the thing I noticed when I rode her at the clinic was, was that she, she hung on to things somewhere else and that kept her anxious because the mind and the feet weren't together. But when she let go of all that, she really, <coughs> and you saw it yourself, relaxed and said, well, actually, I can do this. I can do this too, and I can do that too. But she, she had to kind of become more centred. So if you can take that on board, um, maybe give her a little bit more space so she can wriggle out to where she wants to go a bit. Maybe you're trying to direct her um, and because she's a sensitive horse, she's kind of going that way, but she's telling you that she doesn't want you by going, I'm just going to crawl really slowly and um, maybe give her some more space and still work on good thinking with the reins like you're already working on um, and just see how you go with that because um, I know it's with her fix, it's, it's a few fairly simple but quite intricate things you have to do, um, they're, they're, um, but you don't have to do a lot, it's just a few important things. So yeah, anyway, good luck with it. Next question is from Minna. She has a donkey that she is restarting. Um, she has, she says that donkeys, um, by the way you, uh, of course donkeys are not horses, but by the way you work, it, it, you should be well suited to them. So she says, of course, donkeys are heavier in their response. And this particular donkey, those who aren't familiar with donkeys, um, this particular donkey also gets small separation from his little herd. And he's quite a horizon horse. She would like to know, though, how, the position that she should be in when she's single long reining. To get motion, would you suggest being at the drive line or is it just behind the shoulder? He has a tendency to come towards her and crowd her, especially if she's more forward. Mm. Okay, so when you say drive line, I'm guessing I'm guessing it's that loin area. So the very common drive line that we use is um, we project energy into the loin area and deflect the horse forward. Um, I 
and this is hard the way that something that I teach is quite difficult because when I sort of tried to find alternatives to driving horses and just constantly carrying them with our energies and stuff like that um, some of the education for some people and even myself was a little bit harder and you had to be more specific and methodical about what you were doing but also you had to break it down until the horse got, uh, in your case donkey, got every individual piece of the puzzle right. Now thinking away and thinking for themselves is very important and it takes some time it's so easy to just sort of go shoot, shoot, drive out there or go out there. Um, only to find that the horse doesn't have a donkey, doesn't have a lot of confidence and then falls back on you as soon as you go oh, and, and take any energy out of yourself. And I was listening to a little podcast the other day of a dressage trainer and you know, he, he was, um, a, I think he was a German dressage trainer um, and he was talking and I think he sort of worked more on a classical line of training dressage horses and he said something that was really good and it was, um, and, 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 and it, I guess, and I noticed, and it's sort of funny when someone says something and you think about it and go, because for a long time in teaching people to sort of just ask your horse to do something, don't you do a lot, and then the horse starts to do something and you're not doing a lot, but what you are doing is clear enough that the horse can understand it. Where what I see with people when they're working their horses, they tend to look like they've got more energy than their horses. So they're kind of going, go, or they move their seat and the horse has got to go and all this sort of stuff. Um, so you always got to have less energy than your donkey, your horse. So, you know, so if you sort of put a lot of energy into the horse to say, go, and then all of a sudden it goes a bit and then you go, oh, you're going to have to keep that energy to keep it above you in a sense. Whereas if you just say, can you think over there and you stand very quietly and just keep asking and keep asking, then all of a sudden um, your, your, your donkey will go, I'm not thinking on you anymore, I'm thinking over there and it'll just travel out there and then it'll be carrying more energy than you and you're nice and relaxed and it just walks out there. And then if you want more energy, you could always lift your energy up a bit, but by that time you're quite, so I'm getting off track here, but I need you to understand that because when you mention the drive line, it becomes a common thing that we drive our horses and we carry more energy and we push them. Whereas I would say, so when he crowds you, so when he's crowding you, I would just teach him to lead out to the side. So something I teach a lot of people to do, um, or just about everyone when, when they're trying to get a horse to learn how to go around them or young, young horses, things like that. Is and, and the most common thing is 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 is, is they're wanting to crowd you because um, they're not sure. Because well, if if I had somebody standing here, where am I going to think? Oh, on you. What are you doing? So where am I going to move? On you because you're there. So your job is when you're leading is to maybe walk a straight line and just have him lead out over over in your hand like out wide until he goes, I'm happy leading out here, I'm just over here. And then watch him and then he'll get a soft forward thought and he might just start to travel a little and then you just gently let him out a little and say, well, you can go there if you like and, and let him take that idea and go with it and then he'll start to lead out a little. Now, this is not easy and a lot of people have struggled with the leading pass lesson because 
Uh, one, they're, they're, um, they're having trouble because the horse or donkey is, they're kind of looking at them like this and going, I'm not sure and I don't want to go past you because I'm nervous back here and so they, they stall and they don't want to go past because there's nervous parts of their body that they haven't addressed. So by doing this, you're actually addressing all those nervous things as well. Um, but when people have trouble, I think what they're trying to do is get the horse to lead past and they're just trying to drag them past and go, go around me now and do a circle. Whereas I might have a young young horse or like even a young one that I'm handling just to lead, just as this just started to lead, I might just in one lesson just get it to lead out there off my hand until it supples up and says I can do this and then go, thank you, I'll see what I can do tomorrow. And it might take me three goes or four goes in, in, in the sense of three or four days, you know, in some respects to get, get them to sort of just head out on a long line and go past me and travel. But when they make that break for themselves, they go, oh yeah, I can do this. And they just travel out and then you just walk along. So the next place you'll be in the, in the one reining before you do long reining and things like that is once they can lead past you off the side then they'll walk past and then you just gently follow them like you like their idea and don't have more energy than them, just follow their energy and just follow them as they go. And then when you're ready to take over leadership again, you just turn around and take them in a new direction and then try it again and try it again until they can lead by, go out and then you can walk off and they can follow you and then you get nice straight lines, you get nice turns into the inside rein on both eyes and then once you've got that established, you can easily get into long reining, you can you can morph that into sort of like a lunging exercise, anything you like. Um, but, but, but yeah, you, you just have them offset and then you gently let them walk past. And then you'll get to a stage that if you are at the loin, you're just following them out on a straight line, walking with them. And when they have got the confidence to think past you, then you can start saying, now, energy, energy, let's go together. So you'll be looking in the direction that they're going not at them going ping off me like I put my energy into you and you're going to ping over there. You don't do that. You just say I'd like to go over there faster and you pick up your energy. You might, you know, make a bit of a bump on your leg or cluck or whatever and they go oh energy and then they go oh let's go faster and then you just go with them faster not towards them faster and then that's how you create stimulant to go faster and uh, and yeah so but there's lots of stuff on, on that sort of thing too that you can sort of watch. Yes, so with the videos on the membership, there's a whole section on long reining, which hopefully you can find. And there's also a whole section on leading, so just improving um, how they're responding to the lead rope and the softness of the leading. That's all under the ground skills section. You'll see a lot of videos in that. Use the search bar. For, for leading, use a search bar for long reining if you want. And then in the challenge series, there's a specific set part of the challenge, and you might want to work your way through this challenge if you're a new member, Mina. Um, but quite early on in the challenge, there is um, one of the things that Mark goes through is leading past the shoulder in a huge amount of detail with specific videos that will help you understand that. So um, I will I also um, send you a couple of links to some other specific videos that would be helpful for you. Um, he just put on a video this month that was about leading with the belly rope and in that video there's a whole load of information that would be really helpful for you as well with what you're mm. doing. So it's not just about leading with the belly rope, it's about how, where you're standing and how, you, how you, you know, how you're managing the horse at the same time. 
that sort of builds up to leading with a belly rub that, that particular lesson so it goes through you know getting the follower feel around you and things like that and yeah all the way through to belly rope and then then on to to the first long laning on it so yeah it's it's got quite a bit in it it's just that the belly rope was one area we thought we'd sort of you know uh, get you know that, that was i think important in that video thanks for your question mina and thanks for your question to the others and uh, we'll see you soon thank you thank you you can learn more from Mark online through his online training videos. Just search Mark Langley Horsemanship. There's over 380 training videos which everyone has access to with a 7-day free trial. If you like what you see, it's just $15 a month from there. That's help where you need it.